This is FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. Rutherford County's Place to Talk. Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. News time right now, 819. You're tuned in to WGNS, your good neighbor station. Dr. Craig McCabe, hi, doctor, joins us now live on the air. Dr. McCabe, how are you? Hey, I'm good, Scott. How are you doing? I am doing good. So are you out and about this morning? And uh, if so, have you had a chance to be on the roadways throughout the city? And are they bad? Uh, they are snow covered, but it's not sticking. It's it's melting in the city areas, but I'm sure in the outside lying areas, and especially over bridges, it can be freezing, and so everyone's got to be careful of that black ice. Yeah, definitely so. Uh, we've had multiple reports of accidents all over Rutherford County. Uh, some accidents, well, a lot of accidents in and around school zones, so yeah, I would say Folks, definitely be careful out there this morning. So, Dr. Craig McCabe, with us this morning, what is going on? What's new? Well, um, you know, I guess new for me is that over the weekend, I got my booster dose, which is the second dose of the Pfizer coronavirus vaccine. So, you know, I'm curious, what was it like? Did it hurt? Did you have an allergic reaction? Because everybody wants to know what's what's going on with these shots. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I know in talking to my patients, because I'm encouraging all of them to get the vaccine, is that it's just like getting a flu shot for literally 99.9% of people. So in other words, the studies that have been um, published so far show that the Pfizer vaccine has about an 11 out of 1 million chance of having a problem with it. And the Moderna is less. It's about 1.3 out of a million. So... You know, there's going to be millions and millions of people getting vaccinated, so you'll hear of these problems. But as long as you don't have significant allergy reactions to other vaccines or you're not one of those people that are just allergic to everything, the chances are extremely good that you will do well. And the chances of you having a problem is much, much less than having a winning lotto ticket. Well, that that's definitely good news. Uh, <laughs> so it sounds like it's it's definitely a safe bet to, you know, you're not going to get real sick because of this shot. You're probably not going to have allergic reaction because of the shot. Uh, sounds like most people will be pretty safe with it. Yeah, I mean, your, your your chances are pretty much like one out of 100,000 that you may have a significant allergic reaction. Um, so your chances are extremely good that you will do well. That is good. Does it hurt worse than, 
you know, a, a regular flu shot, for example, or does it hurt not as much? So actually, um, and if you go to my web page, you'll see a picture of me getting a my booster dose on Saturday. But it, the syringe looks exactly the same. It's like all diabetics know what a TB syringe is because that's what they use to give themselves the insulin. And it's the same thing, and it goes into your upper arm deltoid muscle. And, you know, just like when you get the vax, the uh, influenza vaccine or the flu shot, the next day you know that you had something done there because your muscle's a little sore. But you don't have a fever. You can use your arms. You can go about and do, and do just everything that you want to do without any consequence. There are some people that have had more swelling in that area, um, but they still go about their jobs. It doesn't keep them home from work. There are a few people that <clears throat> may have a little bit of a fever afterwards, and they may choose to go or not to go to work after that. Certainly, if you don't work on the weekends and you had it done Friday afternoon or Saturday, you would be all set to go to work on Monday. Yeah, that sounds pretty good, pretty promising right there. Now, this this, this flu shot thing, not flu shot, I'm sorry, the, the COVID vaccination, it is a two-dose vaccine, and there's two different uh, companies that are releasing these vaccines, of course, and have released them to Tennessee. And depending on which one you have, you're going to have to wait, what is it, 20 to 28 days before you get that secondary shot? Right, so if you get the, the Pfizer, you get the initial dose. Uh, Moderna, you get the additional dose. The difference is that with the Pfizer, you get the booster or the second dose anywhere between 17 and 21 days after the first one. And with Moderna, it's a week later. So about 24, 25 to 28 days afterwards. And that second dose, it's basically what, the same shot as the first dose? With the Pfizer vaccine, it is the exact same dose. And with the Moderna product, they found that they have greater efficacy, less side effects if the second dose is half the strength of the first or half the amount. So, yeah, it's pretty much the same thing. You don't notice the difference. You just get a little smaller dose on the second dose on the Moderna product. Okay, that sounds good. So not much of a difference there with either of the two as far as the dose, the shot, first, second shot, all of that stuff. Now, right now in Rutherford County, I believe, from what I understand, most first responders and healthcare providers have all been vaccinated for the most part uh, as of, I guess, this morning. Have you heard the same thing? Uh, this would be with the first dose. Okay, yeah, so the second dose would be coming up, I guess, in February? Well, um, with the Pfizer product, it'll be 17 to 21 days later. So, yeah, certainly uh, right around uh, the end of the month. But a lot of people now that were the first ones to get the first dose are getting their second dose. So that is good news for our county because what would we do without the paramedics? What would we do without the ER doctors, without the ICU doctors, 
without the nurses, without the lab technicians, everyone that plays a part in caring for your health when you're in trouble. Yeah, definitely so. Now, this vaccination that is being distributed throughout Tennessee right now, and the vaccinations are given right here in Rutherford County, uh, those who are 75 plus, they are in that category where I believe it's being recommended that they definitely get that vaccine as soon as they're able to. Yeah, I think everyone should jump at it, should not wait, should not think about it, but as soon as they're able to get that done. And I've encouraged a lot of my patients to call the uh, health department in the town that they live in and make sure that they get the information and get on the list. So with this list that is out there, you have to actually call ahead and and get your name on that list before you can successfully get the shot, I guess. Right. And like I've encouraged on the show many, many times in the past, everyone now has to play a part in their health care. Just don't assume that everyone, that everything and everything you need is going to be done for you without you making any effort into it. You'll really have much better health care if you try to do as much as you can yourself in making sure the right things happen. You know, that's excellent advice, of course, not just for the COVID vaccine, but really in all medical situations. You need to keep track of, you know, what your, not only what your next visit is, but you also need to keep track of what medications you're prescribed and make sure you get them filled and keep track of when you're supposed to go back to the doctor. But, you know, people need to remember to keep track of this stuff. Yeah, and most of us have an iPhone or a Samsung. There's still a few holdouts with the flip phones, but most of us have some kind of smartphone that has a calendar on it, or we have a laptop or a tablet at home, and all you have to do is go to your calendar app and put these reminders on it for whatever it may be. And you will automatically be notified when the time comes rather than relying on your memory. Yeah, good point. How When, when a new patient comes to the McKay Vision Center, are, are, I'm, just, I'm really curious what the average person or patient is like as far as them keeping up with their current medical history and actually being able to recite it to you or show it to you on paper you know do, do you have patients who come in who have all of that organized in an extremely neat way while some don't have any clue so probably in my experience in my office 25 percent of people that come in know all about their medical history their allergies and the names of the doctors that they see for these medical problems. And the other 75% are lacking in the database because they go by their memory. So like I say, put this on your cell phone. You can put it under doctors or medications, and you can have a list of it. Other people will actually type up on their computer a list of these things and they will make a little card and then they can, they can actually edit 
and modify it as their medications or their doctor's names change. And that way they always have something current, and they'll just hand it to us. They don't have to rely on their memory at all. It's right there. It gets attached to their chart, and then we fill it in the chart, And rather than going through all those questions again with them. Yeah, good idea there. And, you know, as far as keeping all your information in your smartphone, by doing that, you're able to pull it up in emergency situations and have that list handy that says, you know, I'm allergic to this, or this, these are the medications I take every single day. That way, if you're in that emergency situation, you can just pull it out and say, look, here's everything that you need to know, you know, in a glimpse. That way, you're up to date, and the doctor, the paramedics, whoever it is who's nearby, standing by, they're able to see exactly what's going on as far as your medical history. Yeah, and, and many people don't know this little fact, but you can send contact information to anyone. So let's say to your significant other, you can send them the list of your medications, your medical history, all these things, if you've got it listed in your contacts. And then they can have it as well in their cell phone. So if the two of you get in an accident or one of you get in an accident or whatever the situation may be, and everyone's nerves are frazzled, there's a good chance that one of you will be able to give all the pertinent information to those health providers. You know, that's good information for a husband and wife, boyfriend, girlfriend, whoever you're with you know, on a regular basis, it's good for them to have some of your medical information handy in case anything should happen, be it a car accident even. That's right. And even for the sons and daughters to have for their parents. So these are just simple things that, that make these little pocket computers that we have now so useful. Yeah, they are a good thing, and in some cases, I'm sure, life-saving to some extent, especially in those emergency situations. So, Dr. McCabe, what else is going on right now in the medical field, specifically in the world of eyesight? Well, I'll tell you what, the, the most common thing during this winter season that people come in and complain to me is that their eyes feel scratchy, gritty, sandy, almost like they've got a foreign body sensation. And I'll tell them, well, we'll check these things out, and we have special tests that we can measure this with, but it sounds like you're having a dry eye problem. And what they may say to me is, doctor, I absolutely cannot have a dry eye problem because several times a day my eyes will tear up or well up, you know, or cry on me. So they got plenty of moisture or plenty of fluid. And I'll say, well, actually, is that normal for someone's eyes to tear when they're not emotional? No, your eyes only tear or water up on you when they're irritated. And that can be from an eyelash, a speck of dirt, an infection, a scratch, or even the irritation from dryness. And with the decreased humidity from the dry winter heat that we use in our homes, Many, many people are coming to my office. Probably the most common complaint now is really originating from dry eyes. And when we give their eyes more moisture on a continuous basis, then their tearing stops. And so 
I'd say that's the, you know, it's not a, a huge deal, but that's, that's uh, probably the most common complaint. Uh, we were talking about diabetes. We were talking about putting those reminders in your cell phone and your calendar, and everyone that's a diabetic should have a dilated eye exam once a year. You've talked about people knowing their medical condition when they come to my office. Of new patients, probably 80% of them that are diabetics do not know their lab number for their hemoglobin A1C, which is probably one of the most important numbers of all for a diabetic to know. A finger stick <coughs> blood sugar measurement tells their serum glucose value for three seconds, where the A1C that the doctor draws out of your arm tells the average serum glucose level for the last three months rather than three seconds. And so this is what everyone goes by for telling whether your diabetes is under good control or not. So you want to make sure that you know that number off the top of your head. And it's recommended by the American Diabetic Association, Academy of Ophthalmology and Endocrinology, that you have an A1C less than 7 when you're older and when you're younger, less than 6.5. So these are other things that will help you take care of your health. Get an annual dilated eye exam, know what your A1C is, and it's just like your cholesterol, your blood pressure, your pulse, uh, um, the oxygen content that you have in your blood. All these things should be within normal values, and the studies have shown that you will extend your life and the quality of your life if you do. So although it seems like maybe these are things that only my doctor has to think about or take care of, you need to play an active part in your health care for these basic things, and you will live longer and you will live better. Sounds like positive advice right there. Uh, with us this morning, Dr. Craig McCabe, local eye doctor here in Murfreesboro. And Dr. McCabe, we just got a text message, and it says here, I've always had two dogs, and the dogs have always slept quietly in our bedroom each and every night. But only recently have I noticed when I wake up, I can't breathe, my nose is stopped up, and my eyes are itching. Is it possible to all of a sudden have an allergy to my dogs? And the answer to that is absolutely. You know, there's an old saying, there's a first time for everything, right? And many allergies, you can be on a medication for years, and then all of a sudden you develop an allergy to it. The same thing goes for dog and cat dander, dust mites, um, you know, I would say also you should probably change your pillow. You know, it's been known for decades now that, and I don't mean to say this to bother anybody early in the morning, but after your pillow is more than a couple years old, a significant percentage of that weight of that pillow is due to dust mites. And you can be very allergic to that. So make sure you use the proper hypoallergenic covers to protect you against that that you wash things regularly, you change your uh, cold air return filters in your house HVAC system regularly. 
um, and you can set reminders on your phone for those things too. You know that that's interesting to me. How in the world the, the human body is fascinating, but how in the world can you go, you know, half your life and then you're 50 years old and all of a sudden you're instantly allergic to something you've never been allergic to before? How how does that happen? Well, as we know, with people's susceptibility to the coronavirus and the severity of developing COVID, our immune system has a lot to do with it. The stronger your immune system, the better you fight off diseases, bacteria, viruses, parasites, everything. And the weaker it gets, the more susceptible you are to their actions. And as we get older, our immune system does not have the vigor, the speed, the efficiency that it does when we're younger. And so you can develop allergies as you get older. It's interesting, if you talk to an allergist, they'll tell you that the very first time, <clears throat> even when you're highly allergic to something, but the first time you were around it, you had no allergic reaction. It's the second time that you're exposed to that allergen because the body has to develop sensitivity or what are called IgE antibodies that will respond to that allergen and trigger histamine release from mast cells and other things involved in the allergic uh, cascade. So no one's ever allergic to anything the first time they're exposed to it. It's the second time. And they may not be susceptible to it for a long time, and with buildup over time, they can develop an allergy to something they've been exposed to many times in the past. Well, we have got another question here from a listener. I guess we're uh, kind of headed in the allergy direction because it's another allergy-related question. This person yep. says, I've got, uh, well, it doesn't name what allergy they have, but it says I'm severely allergic to, and it just is blank. I don't know if they didn't mean to do that or what. But anyways, it says I carry a EpiPen with me everywhere I go, and my question would be, is this going to totally stop the allergic reaction, or is it only going to slow the allergic reaction until I get to the hospital? Uh, the, uh, the epinephrine helps keep your blood pressure uh, under good control, because with an anaphylactic reaction... You get dilation of your blood vessels. Your, your uh, blood has a hard time returning to the heart. The heart has a hard time pumping that blood back out to the body because it doesn't have much pressure in it to push the blood through. So it does not make you not allergic to it, but it will save your life. And you want to check the expiration on those EpiPens make sure they're within date. Um, you know, there was this big uh, controversy about these things a few years ago because they're so expensive. And now they've come out with generic ones, so the price has come down quite a bit. Uh, but if you're, you know, you hear people with peanut allergies, and many people that have peanut allergies are not severely allergic, but some are. So there's a spectrum, a bell-shaped curve, if you will, of how allergic a person can be to something. 
And we know there's people that have severe seasonal allergies and people that have mild ones. But you have to respect those people and their needs that have these severe allergies because they can be life-threatening. Their tongues will swell up, their, their throats will close off, they'll have a hard time breathing, and the epinephrine helps with all these symptoms and keeps them alive. Now, is it true that some children who are born with allergies to peanuts, because well, we always have heard, I guess, peanuts and shellfish allergies are some of the worst, but children who are born with these allergies, they go through the first half of their life being allergic to peanuts or even shellfish. Can some of them grow out of those allergies and eventually not be allergic to them anymore? Yeah, a- absolutely. Um, you know, when I was a child, for example, myself, I had severe asthma with status asthmaticus or really strong asthma attacks where I could barely breathe. And I was taking, you know, inhalers with epinephrine and other things. But, yeah, so you can have these severe situations. And now I've mostly totally grown out of my asthma, which is really an allergic airway disease. But if I'm sick or I'm weakened, and I'm still around a certain allergen or something like that, I will get a reaction to it, but not anywhere near severe as it was before. And that's only when my body is in a weakened immune state. So, you know, uh, some of the things that help with your immune system uh, in this wintertime, vitamin D, vitamin C, zinc, those are all good things that I think everyone should be taking and get plenty of sleep keep the air in your home moist uh, with a humidifier Uh, the ideal thing is to have a whole house humidifier which is on your HVAC system and if you're building a new home I would highly recommend that you put that in as well as a uh, air purifier but uh, a lot of people that have significant allergies, they'll have to get rid of the carpet in their homes, they'll have to get rid of the drapes, and uh, keep things uh, very clean. They'll have to wash all their stuff on very high temperatures, and uh, it, can, it can be a life-changing situation. But uh, if you do these basic things like that, you'll stay in good shape. Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor at McCabe Vision Center on the airwaves with us this morning. And Dr. McCabe, we're going to take a short break, but I've got several text messages here to get to when we come back from that break. And these are not just allergy related questions. So some of these are actually focused on eyesight, which, hey, that happens to be your expertise. Great. We'll tackle those when we come back. Dr. Craig McCabe on the air with us this morning. You're tuned into WGNS. It's 845 right now going to check on that forecast. We'll see a few spotty areas of rain and snow mixing at times here this afternoon with cloudy skies high in the upper 30s and winds out of the north of 5 to 10 miles per hour. I'm meteorologist Jennifer Vujicic-Ski on News Radio WGNS. Currently, it's 29. This is Peter Demas with Demas Family of Restaurants. When it's getting cold outside and you don't want to really get out of your car, Demas's has now started a curbside service. So you can order online, put your make and model of your car into the website, and when the food is ready, we will bring it out to your car, and therefore you can still be in your pajamas and come and get lunch and go back to your home if you want to curbside service. It's just another level of service of which we are trying to provide the residents of Murfreesboro. Visit us online at demusrestaurants.com. 
Good morning with this weather moving through our area. Please use caution and common sense out here. Coming down parts of I-24 could be a little bit tricky as you head towards 840. It's starting to slow in that area. You're headed towards Nashville. It's coming down pretty good. Give yourself extra travel time. Again, use caution. Hey, check out the Andre Chicken Sandwich now available at Princess Hot Chicken. I'm Commander Chuck. You're on time traffic. Thanks, Commander Chuck. Right now, that time, 847. Well, we have this update from the Rutherford County Schools, as you heard about 15, 20 minutes ago. While school was not called off on Monday morning due to snow in Rutherford County, the schools did release this message to parents about students being absent if they could not make it in due to icy road conditions. This is Rutherford County Schools spokesperson James Evans. Good morning, parents. This is James Evans with Rutherford County Schools. We've obviously received more snow than was predicted, especially on the south side of the county. The forecast does call for temperatures to rise above freezing later this morning, which should help with melt-off. Schools are open today, but any absences caused by road conditions will be waived. We will keep parents posted if anything changes. Thank you again for your time. Again, that was Rutherford County School spokesperson James Evans. Again, schools in Rutherford County are open today, but absent uh, those who are absent from school because of icy road conditions those absent marks will be excused time right now 8:48. come by our store music world and drummer's den we're a full line music instrument store with well over 5,000 square feet packed with great instruments in every category in guitars we're your local dealer for the two top acoustic guitar brands in the world martin and taylor We've got the best selection and prices anywhere in the state of Tennessee on these. This is Dave Kivanemi at Music World and Drummer's Den in Murfreesboro. 2762 South Church Street across from Indian Hills Golf Course. Listen live to WGNS Radio on our website, and Alexa, or Google devices. Search WGNS Radio for on-demand podcasts in iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, and Stitcher. Plus, we have direct links to podcasts at WGNSRadio.com. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 849, Dr. Craig McKay with us this morning. Now in studio to answer your eye or medical-related questions. You, you were out front for a little while there. Yeah, I was sitting out in the parking lot. It took me a few minutes longer to get here. Just, just enjoying the day out there. As soon as the commercial break came on, then I hopped up here. <laughs> well, we had a listener text us asking a question about cataracts and what does that mean and what does it mean for their future vision? Yeah, so cataracts are one of the most uh, common problems that people have, certainly eye-wise, in our country. You know, over uh, 2.8 million cataract surgeries will be done this year. And uh, so it's a very common problem. The symptoms are uh, mostly, you know, glare from oncoming car headlights, difficulty reading small print. Uh, you have to get closer to street signs than you used to to read them. And your vision's just not as good. And uh, you kind of know it, although you may not know how bad it is, because kind of like gray hair and wrinkles, it comes on very slowly. 
So uh, if you get your eye exam, your doctor may tell you that you have some cataracts starting. And if they're just starting, uh, perhaps you're in your 50s or early 60s, then <clears throat> he will or she will change your glasses prescription. And that may very well take care of it and, you know, renew your vision to where it used to be. And then other times they will check you for a new pair of glasses and it doesn't help. It doesn't make your vision any better. And so then it's time to have the discussion of uh, the option of having the cataract surgery to rejuvenate your vision. And so cataracts are a hardening and a discoloration and opacification of the clear lens in your eye that's behind your iris. And as that happens, <clears throat> it causes light to scatter rather than focus as it goes through the lens in your eye. And that's why you get the glare from the oncoming car headlights. And that's why things aren't as sharp as they used to be. So the uh, cataract surgery typically takes about 15 minutes and it's relatively painless. You may feel a little bit here and there, but you don't have any significant pain. And it greatly restores your vision. Um, it's also uh, covered by insurance if you get the uh, basic distance vision only lens. And uh, the recovery is typically pretty quick. I tell my patients not to do any heavy lifting more than 10 pounds for one week and not to rub their eyes, but they can go back to work and do everything else. So as far as medical procedures go, cataract surgery really gives you the most bang for your buck, uh, improves your quality of life the best with the least amount invested in it. Now, when you have this discussion with your doctor, uh, it's best to have it with the surgeon. That's not just someone you want to uh, meet the day of your surgery. And then they need to review all your information and discuss with you whether the astigmatism that you may have, and 50% of all people have a significant amount of astigmatism that should get corrected during cataract surgery. And that is an additional charge that's not covered by your insurance, no matter what insurance you have. But if you get that corrected, you will see significantly better for the rest of your life than if you don't get it corrected, as well as you'll have less dependence upon glasses. So when you get up in the middle of the night, when you take a shower, when you go swimming, whatever it is that you do, you can see better. And then you also have a choice about either a distance vision only lens <clears throat> or a full range vision lens. The full range vision lens is a premium lens that has multiple powers in it. And unlike the distance vision lens, it gives you vision up close, far away and in between. So all distances pretty much. So what I tell people is that in following my patients, of those that get their astigmatism corrected and get the distance vision only lens, they have a two out of three chance of not needing distance glasses in the future, but they will have to wear reading glasses because that lens only has distance vision. Now, what does that mean? That means one third of the people, if two third don't have to have glasses, one third do. So one third will need bifocals full time, two thirds, just reading glasses. 
Now, if they opt for that upgrade, which is an option, don't have to do it, but if your eye is healthy, you're a good candidate, then you can upgrade to get the full range vision lens. And then as long as you're in decent light, you'll be able to see most all things from near to far. You'll be able to tell what time it is on your watch, text on your cell phone, read a sales tag at a store, menu at a restaurant, dashboard of the car, magazine, computer, all those things you do all day without glasses, as well as seeing the distance without glasses. And, you know, glasses are expensive, too, and they add up over the years. And what happens is over the years, the premium price that you pay for that better lens technology breaks even with paying for glasses over time. And then after you reach that point, all years after that, you save lots of money because you're not buying glasses. But even more important than that is you have better vision all the time. And... Anyone will tell you that doesn't have good vision how important it is to have good vision. So those are the options with cataract surgery. Make sure you discuss those uh, with your surgeon and make sure you discuss which lens implant is right for you. Otherwise, you'll end up with some generic type that you'll be forced to be in glasses the rest of your life you won't see as well with. So it's a very important kind of once-in-a-lifetime decision. You can't go back a year later and have another surgery and trade them out. So it's like my mom told me about my Christmas presents. You get what you get, and you don't throw a fit. So make the right decision the first time. We have several more texts here, but we only have about two and a half minutes left. I'm going to get to... <laughs> At least one of them here because this one looks kind of important. Saturday after Christmas, my wife's blood sugar level went to 1100. She was in a coma for two days. Mm. Sugar is normal now, but she says she cannot see and she could before. What could have happened to her eyes? And then it asked, uh, wanted a information on how to get an appointment at your office as soon as possible, they say. <laughs> exactly. So as your sugar fluctuates for diabetics, so does your vision. But developing diabetic retinopathy is a very serious problem. It's the leading cause of vision loss in our country of working age Americans, number one. Of retired folk, it's macular degeneration. But everyone younger than that, it's diabetes. So make sure you get your dilated eye exam once a year as we talked about. And then there's various problems with diabetic retinopathy and diabetic macular edema. And those can be diagnosed by your ophthalmologist. So get an appointment with them. Our office phone number is 615-904-9024. Uh, you can visit us on our websites, McCabeVisionCenter.com. We're on Facebook and all those good things. We'd love to hear from you. Now, will she, or I guess in situations like this, not her in particular, but situations like this, will people get their eyesight back or is it usually permanent damage? So there's a spectrum like anything else. There's a point in mild non-proliferative diabetic retinopathy or the early stages where you can get back complete normality to your retina. But after it gets past a certain phase, you will have some permanent vision loss. So that's why it's important. That's why insurance tells you in all those letters they send you and everything else to get an annual dilated eye exam. Well, we have a minute left. I'm, I can't get to 
I don't think any more questions other than this very easy question. What is glaucoma? We'll just boil it down like that. Yeah. So glaucoma affects six to eight percent of the U.S. population. It is where the pressure in the eye cuts off either blood flow or axonal flow to the optic nerve in the back of the eye, which is the soft tissue and is most readily susceptible to high pressure. But you don't measure it. Excuse me. You don't diagnose it by measuring the pressure. People tell you your pressure is fine. You don't have glaucoma. That's absolutely not true. Fifty percent of people with glaucoma have pressure in normal range. Once again, see your ophthalmologist. Get an annual eye exam. A stitch in time is worth nine. All those good things, and they'll look at every disease and make sure that your eyesight stays very well. And that's one of the most important things you can do for your health. Dr. Craig McCabe with us this morning with the McCabe Vision Center here in Murfreesboro on Heritage Park Drive. His office phone number is 615-904-9024. Thanks for joining us.